Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, February 23rd, 2024. Episode number 256 is here. Oh my gosh, February is almost over already. Guess what? That means Florida is up next. We'll be in Daytona before you know it. Thank you to Haley for that awesome introduction. Only 13 days away from the season opener down in Daytona Beach at Daytona International Speedway for American Flat Track, and I cannot wait to get down there. That's why I said 13 days. So let's talk about the history of number 13. Thanks to Donnie LaRue and amanationalnumber.com. It is such a cool place to go and look at the history of our sport. From 2020... Until right now, Morgan Mishler has held the number 13. From 2014 to 2017, it was Jake Constantine. From 2008 to 2011, it was Dan the Man. That's Dan Gideon. From 2001 to 2004, is my buddy Chris Boone, who used to be me, number 13C. He used to always joke around with me and said he was number one in three counties, you know, 13C, and then went to number one in three countries, for a little while, and then went to number one in three continents for a while, but then he had national number 13, so always uh, had a good time racing against Boone and hanging out with Chris Boone, and he still races today in the Grand National Hooligan Championship Series. Before Chris Boone, from 1983 all the way to 2000, it was Mickey Fay. From 1978 to 1980, it was Randy Goss. From 1975 to 1977, it was Rick Hawking. From 72 to 74, it was Dangerous Dave, or Super Dave, Dave Aldana. And that is how you actually say his last name. I know a lot of people say it Aldana, because that's what it looks like. But if you ask him for the proper enunciation, it is Aldana. Dave Aldana. Aldana. It looks like Aldana, but it's Aldana. Anyway... Total of 14 people held national number 13, and nobody held number 13 in eight years. So it's kind of weird, but uh, maybe superstitious. Maybe some people didn't want to run the number 13. I know most numbers were always used, you know, but uh, 13, maybe a little superstitious. That brings me to my stat of the week, and I mentioned Randy Goss had the 13 from 78 to 80. While I was looking at his stats... And I didn't realize that Randy Goss won 16 Grand Nationals in his career. That's pretty impressive. Randy's first win came, that was a long time ago, back in 1979 at Middletown, New York on a half mile. And he won all of his Nationals except one on Harley-Davidson's. And his last National was in 1986. So from 1979 to 1986 he pulled off 16 wins during that span his second win was at des moines iowa on a half mile then he goes to ascot it's listed as gardena california we know that is ascot that's also a half mile san jose won his mile he won ascot two more times after that and then peoria was his next win on a tt so he's already locked up a half mile a mile and a TT early on, and then he goes back and wins Ascot again. He wins Hagerstown, Maryland on the, on the half mile. He wins the Indy Mile. He won the Houston, Texas short tracks so that completed the flat track Grand Slam right there. Short track, a TT, a half mile, and a mile. After that, he won the St. Louis, Missouri short track. And I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that was inside Bush Stadium where the uh, St. Louis Cardinals play, if I'm not mistaken. Hagerstown, Maryland was after that, another half mile. And then he wins Hinsdale, Illinois. That was a TT, and a lot of us know that as Santa Fe Speedway. He goes on to win the Houston Astrodome again on a short track. That was his only win on a Honda as a Grand National. And his last win was at Ascot, Gardena, California, on a half mile. So he won five times. Five out of 16 of his national wins 
were at Ascot. That was my stat of the week. In the news, Royal Enfield is named an official OEM partner and title sponsor for the Daytona season opener. And if you're going down there, if you want to see this in person, it's there's nothing like it, nothing like being there, especially at the short track, because you get that white powder, that white dirt all over you. Chris Carr calls it moon dirt, but it's always right there. And some people call it a fist fight in a phone booth. You know, short track racing is like no other. It's all right there in front of you. You can see every inch of the racetrack. There's no bad seats, actually. So if you're going down there, use the code SCOTTIE, S-C-O-T-T-I-E, for $5 off general admission tickets. And also, I mentioned Royal Enfield is named the official and OEM partner and the title sponsor of the Daytona season opener, but also the Royal Enfield Build Train Race program will be at both round one and round two in Daytona. Also announced this week, opening ceremonies trackside fan experience. So for this little new thing they've got going on, there is reserved seating with full pit access. There's a guided tour of the infield, which is pretty cool. Not everybody gets to walk on the infield, especially at Daytona. I know it's outside turn one of the super speedway, but it's still, you're at Daytona, you're at hollow grounds, you know, the world center of racing. So you get to go in the infield, check out the podium, check out the start and the finish line. There's photo ops for all of that. And also you get to stay in the infield and view and view opening ceremonies and all the heat races in the singles class and the super twins class. This is a limited quality quantity available for more information on that americanflattrack.com also in the news this week tdfj tom duma fine jewelers is named once again the official jeweler of american flat track for the 11th consecutive season and again this season the championship winners of both of the primary AFT classes get to design their very own championship rings. Tommy has always supported the sport. He used to have national number 26 and national number 62 back when he raced. He's always taken care of me. Sometimes he lets me wear his Rolexes. I've, I've worn a couple different ones and he actually made some off the groove necklaces. I wear mine a lot. I know I bought one for Graham and you know, if you want one, they're still available. We haven't uh, actually, I haven't talked to talked about them for a long time. That's my fault. I was just trying to get the podcast back going again. And so the necklaces are available. Hit me up for more information on the TDFJ off the groove necklaces. Last weekend was round number four of the World Championship Ice Racing Series, and there was a huge turnout in the quad classes, both in the pro and the amateurs. There were 17 pro quad riders showing up. There were 16 amateur quads. There were seven in a no-screw quad class, which they just kind of sit out there and spin a lot. But, uh, you know, the trick to that is letting, you know, as much air out of those rear tires as you can. And actually, you know, let some out of that right front, too, because that's what you're using to turn. And then you get the thing sideways and grab a handful. So that's an interesting class. We only do that class at Bloomington. There was also uh, 90cc stock, 90cc modified quads, and 50cc youth quads, and nine pro motorcycles were at Bloomington. It's round number four. There's only one race left. That's Troy, Illinois, uh, Troy, Ohio, and that's coming up May, or March 23rd, and that's when the AFT series will be in Sonoya, Georgia. So I'll miss that one. But I did the first four rounds, and I love this series. It's a lot going on. 
is action-packed. The only time there's a break in the action is when the Zamboni comes out to clean out the ice. But uh, I'm not going to get into every single moment of the night, but in the heat races, there were three heat races for the motorcycles. Derek Hirsch took the first heat win. Wyatt Vaughn took the second heat race win. And Kenny Dolan, they call him the machine from New York, he took heat race number three win. In the quads, there the Showburls came down from South Dakota, and the son, Jacob, won the first heat race. His dad, Rich, won heat race number two. Tyler Allen, the three-time champ, he wins heat race number three. Dylan Dvorak from New York wins heat race number four. And Kenyon Shellam from Sherman, South Dakota, wins the fifth heat race. Two rounds of heat races, just like they've had in the uh, previous three rounds. So you add up points from you know both rounds of the heat races, and that gets you into the main event. Or if you don't make it straight into the main, you have to come back in the last chance qualifier. Fast heat race winners definitely help. You got to get up towards the front, especially when there were so many quads, five different heat races. Second round of heat races, it was Logan McGrain, that the defending champion, taking the win in the first heat race from the motorcycles. Wyatt Vaughn wins his second heat race of the night. And Blazing Blake Svensson from right there in Bloomington wins heat race number three. In the quads, Kenyon Shellam wins another heat race. Tyler Allen picks up another heat race win as well. Dylan Dvorak, Blaine Stanginga, the defending champion, Stanginga. That's how you say it. I've finally got it down as I get to almost the last race of the, the season. He wins heat race number four, and Trent Powell wins heat, wins heat race number five. In the last chance qualifiers in the bikes, it was Derek Hirsch picking up the win. He's from Pennsylvania. Levi Montgomery, the showman, finishes up second. He's from Michigan. Dan White from Canada finishes up in that third spot, and Kenny Dolan gets the last transfer into the main event. So... That's how they finished up. The top four spots move on to the main. In the quad last chance qualifiers, Trent Powell taking the win with both of the Showboroughs finishing up second and third, Jacob and Rich. And then Dylan Meyer gets the last transfer spot, and he is another South Dakota kid. In the main events, the quads went before the bikes, and they go six laps. It was Kenyon Shellam who grabbed the whole shot, and he won uh pretty handedly nobody really could do anything with him until he started getting some lap traffic but the, the funny part was he wanted some jeans an ice racing you know world championship ice racing hoodie and some cowboy boots and after the races he came back to the podium or back to where i you know called the shots right out of the penalty box and was looking for that bottle of champagne he wanted to take that home so i was happy for him that was i'm pretty sure that was his first world championship ice racing main event win uh tyler allen the three-time champ was second blaine stengaga was third so that points battle gets really really tight with one round to go trent powell was fourth and dylan dvorak finishes up fifth the main event for the motorcycles it was wyatt vaughn by a huge margin he got way out in front he was on rails which is good to see because he had been struggling all season long he was very upset after what happened at erie pennsylvania he was uh you know he got uh into some contact stalled the bike maybe even fell off in turn number two and end up a couple laps down and you know my dad's always said chicken one day feathers the next well and then in Wyatt's case it was feathers last weekend and then this weekend he takes home the chicken so congratulations to Wyatt Vaughn he wins the main event Kenny Dolan from the back row gets all the way up to second Levi Montgomery also from the back row gets third Christian Renfro who hasn't ran with us this season he finishes up fourth and Logan McGrain was fifth so it was a bunch of traffic right off the start. Derek Hirsch gets into turn number one a little bit too hot, stalls the motorcycle. McGrain was right there, has nowhere to go. So he comes to a complete stop. So the defending champ was way at the back and somehow worked his way, you know, all the way up to fifth. So he's got a pretty commanding lead 
Um, he still has to go to that last round to lock up the championship because there, I think there are 60 points available in the motorcycles. Uh, so he doesn't quite have enough to lock up the championship. So McGrain's going to have to run that last round if he wants to defend his number one plate. That's all I got on Bloomington. Um, coming up tonight is Flat Out Friday in Milwaukee. I'm sure they're streaming it somewhere. I didn't see anywhere any links, so they're probably waiting to put that out until later on because, you know, sometimes they don't want people to know that they're actually streaming it, but, uh, you know, they want people to go to the event because they wanted to see it. They wanted to be there. Uh, so Flat Out Friday is running in Milwaukee tonight. Tomorrow night, the shootout at Boot Hill Speedway for RPM. That is going on down there just outside of Shreveport, Louisiana. And they will be showing it or streaming it on Race on Texas. So get a hold of RPM or look at RPM social media to find out more on that. That's where I'm going to be. I'm actually headed down there today, uh, staying in Shreveport, doing the race tomorrow night, and then coming back to Oklahoma on Sunday. After that, we start getting ready for Daytona Bike Week 2024. It starts off with three races for Steve Nace Racing. They're all three short tracks, two at Satsuma, and then one at the World Center of Racing, Daytona International Speedway. That's amateurs and vintage, but they're both AMA nationals for the amateurs and for the vintage riders. And that will be the same racetrack that the pros get to race on for the season opener for American Flat Track on March 7th and 8th. Don't miss these races. If you've not been to Daytona, if you've not been to an AFT short track, it's something that you have to go do. You have to check it out. And Chris Carr calls that stuff moon dirt. And it it's it's interesting. It's very different. Last week I read, you know, the winners from down there. Once it seems like once you figure that place out, you tend to do well down there. But sometimes some people just struggle down there and you know for the longest time when i went down there you know there was over 100 riders in just in the pr premier class and just making it to that first cut was hard enough and then making it into the main event was always tough um i almost made the main event at daytona i think the pink wire came off the coil or something stupid broke on the motorcycles and and i hardly ever had mechanical issues it was always the rider issue why i didn't do as good as i should have um, but you know, hardly ever had mechanicals and it was like a five cent wire or something stupid like that, but never made the main event at Daytona. Always wanted to. It's always fun. It's always a crap shoot. And we are there March 7th and 8th. We'll be live on flow racing. We'll also be on FS one one week later. But again, if you're going down there, AmericanFlatTrack.com, use the code Scotty for $5 off your tickets for general admission. That's all I got this week. It's short and sweet. I want to say thanks to Chris Carter. We spent some time uh, figuring out how to have guests on. I think I've got it figured out, but I'm going to do that for next week. So we'll start having guests again real soon. Thanks to Chris Carter for that. Uh, thanks to Jim and Pat. They sent me some more paperwork this week. I really appreciate their uh, their help and support. Thanks to Tim at Pro Plates. He built, uh, you know, makes my number plates for me. I, I still have some of those left as well. Uh, thanks to all my patrons who you know help sponsor this podcast and keep me going. Thank Thanks to Access Media who designed one of my stickers. And I, I mentioned these guys. I actually mentioned Tommy earlier today. TDFJ.com. If you need any kind of jewelry, you know, whether it's just something you can buy at any jewelry store or something you want created, get a hold of Tommy. He'll walk you through the process and he will be your jeweler. You can talk to him directly uh, and get something, get anything. You can get all kinds of cool stuff and you can also get the off the groove necklace just like i have on right now get a hold of me for that if you want more information on that so again thanks to all the listeners and we'll talk to you guys next week right here on off the groove <laughs> <laughs>